Hey, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your freedom coach, and I'm fiercely passionate about helping you become an empowered woman. As a life coach, author, pastor, emotional and spiritual wellness advocate, I'm here to help you realize your true dreams, craft your master plan, and coach you to fulfill it with ferocious execution. As a survivor of childhood trauma, I know what it takes to overcome obstacles, fears, and insecurities, and I'm here to help you do the same. But I don't do it alone. I bring the system on to share their journey in this mad voyage called life so that you can glean from the boldest, bravest, and grittiest adventurous who are living out their dreams. Join us. Today's show is sure to change your life. So stay tuned because it's... It's time to join the Freedom Girls Sisterhood with your Freedom Coach, John Scott Damon. Radio. It's time to join... Freedom Girl Sisterhood with your freedom coach, Dawn Scott Damon. Great to be with you again. This is Dawn Scott Damon, your freedom coach. Today's the last day of summer. So we officially are out of one season and moving into the next. And it's always amazing to me how the weather cooperates with the calendar, isn't it? Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the calendar is making sense to the, the weather. But I'll tell you what, it's already fall in the air. And as I'm looking out the window right here, I see some beautiful fall leaves. And so it just lets me know it's time to change seasons. It's something that we do here in the Michigan area with the psychology that helps us. We've lived enough life now to know that uh, we got to prepare for another season. We know, we know what it requires. We know, hey, I'm going to be changing my wardrobe the things that I'm wearing. You can see I got the sweater on. I got some suede and leather on here. Put the shorts away, put the tank tops away, put the sandals away, get your boots out because it's a new season. We got to prepare. We got to get ready. And uh, we get our brain, it starts noticing. I think we even start like craving different foods. Our taste buds say, yeah, I know what this is. This is fall all things spice and pumpkin and cloves and cinnamon and hot donuts and candles that smell like beautiful apple pie that your mother makes or doesn't make. But we just know that it's time for a change and we look forward to those seasons. Sometimes we don't look forward to the winter. We don't look forward to all the snow. We like snow at Christmas time, right? I have a little grandson and he was riding in the backseat of my car and I said to him, as the, the fall was starting, the leaves were falling off of the trees. I said, do you know why that this season is called fall? They said, no, grandma, I don't. And I said, well, because the, the leaves are all falling off of the trees. And so we call it fall because it's the time where the trees, they turn color and the leaves do. And then they, they waft and, you know, fall to the ground. And he's looking at the tree and he's looking at the leaves and his little mind is going. He looks at me and he goes, Grandma, the next season, you know what it's called? It's called branches because that's all that's left on the tree. And I just started to laugh. What a keen mind, right? So we know that uh, when fall comes, branches, man, that's the next season. Branches, no fruit, no trees, cold, the death process. I wonder what it's like in the spirit realm or in the realm of our soul. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what season it is? Do you know whether this is a time where God's requiring some change? 
it, you, you feel it in the air. You know what it's about. You know what it's like. And maybe your taste buds are even changing. In other words, your appetites are changing. What, what was okay for one season of your life, it's not okay anymore. You want to take off some of the garments. You want to shed some things, maybe a position or something that you've been involved in where you said, you know what? This doesn't feel right on me anymore. It's not working for me. It doesn't fit for me anymore. You may be in a, a change of a season for you. And that's why it's so important that we talk today. I want to talk to you today about your mindset. I want to talk to you today about do you have a fixed mindset or do you have a growth mindset? A growth mindset says that I, I believe that creativity and skill and intelligence, all of that can be developed. Not only can it be developed, it must be developed. My mindset, creativity, the way I think, the way I process, it can all be cultivated. And this is what successful women know. Successful women who have a growth mindset, they begin to say, you know, I know that I can get smarter. I know I can grow. I can be wiser. I can be more skilled. And I know that I can develop my best self through hard work through effective strategies that I employ in my life, through fierce execution of doing the next right thing. I can learn from other people who are a little further down the road than I am. I don't have to learn everything for the first time by myself. I can glean and gain from mentors. And, you know, women who have a growth mindset, we also know, listen, I'm putting myself in that category because I want a growth mindset. I remember the day that I discovered that I could expand my mind. I remember the day through visualization. I was a young girl, but I could remember, I can remember sitting in the back seat of my parents' car and I was visualizing something for my life. And I began to understand that not everything was going to come to me, but that I could, I could see it up here. I could dream it. I could visualize it. I could pray about it. I could talk to God about it and I could achieve it. But we also know that we don't have to be perfect. Women with a growth mindset, we know that we can just get it started. A lot of people get stuck because if they don't have it perfect, they won't get going. I just want to encourage you today, just get going, okay? Make mistakes. It's all right. I'm not suggesting that you make mistakes where the, the, the outcome is very expensive to you. The results and the consequences are extremely expensive and costly. No, no, no. But you can make it, you can make small mistakes in areas that it doesn't matter. As you're reaching, as you're expanding, as you're growing, you begin to apply a growth mindset to yourself. For example, I've, I've signed up for webinars or I've attended conferences and maybe some of them were a mistake. It was a hundred dollar mistake, but I learned a whole lot of things because, you know, we can learn more through our mistakes than we can do getting it right. Brain scans can actually show our brain growing more when we make mistakes. Think of that. When you make a mistake, because it means that you've entered into new territory and there are more brain waves firing, there are more things that we need to learn and try and the more things that we can do and subsequently the more mistakes that we make, the more our brain grows. I'm out of territory. I don't know this. I have no pathway that's formed. Um, neurons and, and brain waves that have fired together 
joined together, but this is brand new. And so there's no highway. I'm pioneering something new. And that actually causes your brain to grow and stay nimble and agile and flexible. And that's why it's so good to challenge yourself. Keep challenging yourself. Take on new things, more things. That's why it's even suggested that people, as we age, that we learn how to do certain, even games, if you will, things like Sudoku or however you pronounce that. I haven't done it yet. But, or doing things differently, brush your teeth with a different hand, comb your hair with a different hand, tie one hand behind your back and make sure that you eat anything just to mix it up. It causes your brain to have to fire new neural pathways, form new pathways, and that keeps it young, that keeps it growing. Do you know, because our thoughts have power, don't they? The thoughts that we fellowship with on a daily basis direct our lives. Your thoughts matter. And if you're willing to think about what you're thinking about, you will find that you can make new decisions instead of automatically flowing in the patterns and in the in the highway, if you will, the pathways automatically formed in your brain. But to break it up a little bit, this is a growth mindset. To think about what you're thinking about. Think about doing things differently. Being willing, be willing to grow and and expand and try things differently. Look at your life right now. If you don't like your life, if you don't like the results you're giving, if you don't like the life that you're living, then you've got to think about making new decisions. In order to make new decisions, you've got to have a different set of thoughts, a different mindset. Your current reality is a direct result of what you believe, how you view life and how you've been thinking and what kind of thoughts you've been fellowshipping with. I, uh, I've been ruminating a lot lately, if you will. I've been impressed with how powerful the thought life is and how the subconscious mind works, right? And when we think about something, when we ponder something or we ruminate over it, good or bad, and then maybe you forget it. Well, your brain didn't forget about it. You, it just left the front cortex, the frontal, prefrontal cortex of your brain, and it went into your subconscious but your subconscious goes to work for you to make the very thing you've talked about to make it come to pass or the question you've asked yourself to find answers for it. It'll go to work to solve your problem. Your brain works for you. And that's a great thing. If you're thinking good thoughts, if you think, uh, why am I so stupid? Why am I such an idiot? Your brain will go to work for you to show you why you're an idiot. It'll go to work and show you why you can't do something. But if you say, man, you know what? I can do this. I'm writing down my goals. And even though I may forget my goals, I hope you don't. I hope you you want them enough that you're looking at them and reviewing every night. But you might say, even though I forget them for a day or two, my subconscious is starting to work on helping me reach my goals to bring them about. Have you, have you noticed that? After you write it down, suddenly you begin to notice everything that is a potential part of the answer. You'll start hearing it or seeing it. And sometimes I think, man, God, you're, you're Holy Spirit, you are so faithful. I barely thought about that thing. And here you've provided the answer. 
or did I just see it for the first time? Was it always sitting there? Has it always been there? But now because I was willing to pray about it, to think about it, to journal it, to write it down, to, to pull it out of the nebulous arena and make it something that I consciously thought about, now my brain has gone about to make it work for me and to bring it to pass. I've written down some goals at the beginning of the year, January, and when the beautiful year, the new year was before us, 2020, 2020 has turned out to be such a trying year, a challenging year, a painful year, a, a year of, of hurt and pandemic and racial unrest and upheaval and fear. Oh my goodness, all the things that we've experienced right in this last year. But one thing I will tell you is at the beginning of the year, I wrote a bunch of stuff down. I was so disappointed that it got interrupted and disrupted the way it did, it being my plan, my goals, and the the January, February, March, April, May, June, just so disrupted. And now I'm looking at my list and I was so disappointed because I'm thinking nothing that I've that I've wanted to do, am I going to be able to accomplish? And maybe it won't be able to come to pass. I still read it every day. I'm still reading it now. I'm still thinking about it. And the other day when I pulled out that list and I looked at my dream board that's right on my wall, right by my bed where I fall asleep at night and wake up in the morning, I was surprised at how many things I was able to check off my list because they've been accomplished. Because though I was worried about maybe this or looking at that, my brain my subconscious in partnership with the power of the Holy Spirit, because God wants me to reach my God-given goals. And that's what I believe they were. The things that I've written down are things I believe God wants me to do. They're coming to pass, friends. So we need to believe, first of all, that we can change. We need to believe that that there is much more power than we access on a regular basis in our heart, in our mind, in our brain. And that if we will believe God and step out in faith, we will see change and growth in our life. Having a growth mindset says, I believe I can change. I believe I can grow. I believe I can figure things out. I can stretch. God has given me a keen mind and he's given me a sound mind. And no, I haven't arrived yet. No, I haven't. But I, I, I will remove the word can't from my vocabulary. I really do want to remove that word. The other day, uh, my husband and I were working out in, as is our practice every day. And this particular day, we were together working out in our lower level. And he said, okay, you ready for your workout today? Because sometimes he'll write them for me. And I said, yeah. He said, I want you to do this and that. And I want you to use this weight. And I looked at him, I said, I, I, I will try that and I will see that and I'll do more. And the minute I stopped saying can't, I believe that every fiber in my body, I believe that my muscles, I believe that my brain, I think that everything worked in harmony together to allow me to accomplish that. And so I reached down and I grabbed that weight and I did that set of weights that he wanted me to do. I did them and I accomplished it and I did more than he asked for because I got can't out of my mind and out of my mouth. And you know what I also I believe? If I would have said I can't do it, I would have been right. I couldn't do it. I would have discouraged myself. I would have sabotaged my success. If I would have said I can't do this, 
I would not have accomplished it. I truly believe that. So I want to question my assumptions. I want to think about what is it that I really believe. And I want to ask that question. Is that really true, God? Is that really true? My assumption is that I I don't have enough or I'm not smart enough or I'm not strong enough or I'm not wise enough or wealthy enough. Is that really true, God? I, if you called me to do it, I can do it, and I am adequate, and I'm well able. Is it time for you to question some of your assumptions? Can you get rid of, who am I to do this? Who am I to be proud of myself? Who am I to do a webinar? Who am I to enter that race or to put my hat in the, in the ring? Who am I to drop my name in the box? No, let's question our assumptions, and let's be curious about life. What could you accomplish if you put your mind to it and got rid of the word can't? What could you accomplish if you could use visualization to work for you? The Bible tells us in Proverbs 29, without a vision, people perish. You know, in other words, without a vision of where I want to go, without a vision of being able to see what God can do through me and in me and for me, without a vision, I'll just decay. I'll just allow default to operate in my life. I won't live by design. I'll just live by default. I'll just allow myself to kind of titrate down and and to decline and to lose strength and to weaken and to accept a smaller, smaller, smaller sphere of influence and living. I don't want to do that. I, I want to live this life out loud, large, believing God for great things. So I'm curious. I'm curious. What else can I do? If I were to set my mind to that, what else could I accomplish? And for me, I don't want to just be busy. This world is very, very busy. We could find ourselves being very busy and just doing a lot of useless things. I really want to do the things that God has put in me to do. I want to produce and accomplish things that, yes, build my self-esteem and, and, and build my confidence, but most importantly, the things that when I look at it, I say, God, I did what you were blessing. I did what you called me to do. And I watched and I experienced you enabling me to do it through the power of Spirit of God. Thank you so much for that, Lord. And now it's not just for me, but it's for the world. It's my gift to the world. I want to change the world, whether it's through what I write, through what I sing, through what I speak, through what I produce videos. I want to help the world, you specifically, my audience, women, and the older I get, that moves up. But I want to help any woman, anywhere, any place, as many as I can. But my specific target audience, if you are you know, about 35 to 65, I'm your girl. I want to encourage you, it is never too late to run after your dreams, go after the things that God has called you to do. I coach men too. You guys are in my heart too. I want to see you have your greatness and do all the things that God has put inside of you to do. Are you curious? Because when you're curious, you get to architect your future. Do you know that? You get to decide where you want to go. Now, I don't want to keep putting this disclaimer in them. I believe in the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I I am a Christian. I lean on God. I'm not talking about self-sufficiency, but I'm talking about within the blessing and the banner of God, 
You get to curate the qualities that you want in your life. If you want to be this kind of a person, you can develop that skill. Not everything, I get it. I'm not going to be a brain surgeon, but you know what? When I was younger, if I really wanted to do that, I could do that. I probably could really do it now, but I don't want it bad enough, so I'm not going to put my mind to it. There are some things, however, if I really wanted to be a soul singer, I probably could do it because I do have the vocals, but it would take a lot of training. And at the end of the day, I might not ever sound like the soul singer that I want to be. There are some things that, I, that I'm not capable through flat out biology. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm not talking about that stuff. You guys are smart enough to figure all that out. You know that but I can architect my future. I can tell you this, that over the last several years, I've done exactly that. I've written down in my prayer journal, I've presented it before God, I've submitted to God and I've thought about what do I need to add to my life to become that? If I wanna be a speaker and I wanna be a good speaker, I need to go to Speak Up With Confidence, Carol Kent's amazing seminar. I need to go to the um, Toastmasters or whatever it is, I need to take lessons in speaking, public speaking. If I want to be a writer, I sign up for writing classes and coaching classes, which I've done all of that. Believe you can become stronger. You can become more resilient. You can build your character. You can use struggles as your education, your mistakes as brain power. You can learn. Amen. Amen. So I hope that you are getting something out of this today. I want you to know that the the relationship between your belief and the operation of your brain is clearly profound. You will grow when you believe in yourself. You can explain how certain experiences will cause a new connection in the brain to form and to be strengthened. It is science. It will work. Your brain can become smarter by literally rewiring it. This is available to you. Your brain can grow. It can be sparked. It can be ignited. When mistakes are made, When journaling is going on, when you're telling your story to another person who's listening compassionately with interest in you. Now, if another person is listening like this, da-da-da-da-da for you listening to the Audible. I'm just kind of looking around, looking at my lip gloss, looking at my phone, da-da-da-da-da. There's no help in that. But when you're talking and telling your story to a person who's listening and they're engaged and their eye contact and their tonal expression and their facial expressions are very engaged with you, your brain will start firing. It's called a right brain connection with a right brain listener. And there's healing in that. There's growth in that. So anyways, I am excited about being a coach, about being a growth mindset coach. I would love to help you. And uh, if there's something that you need, but Let me leave you with this today as I wrap up this. I want to encourage you to at least start a journal. Now, I don't have my journal with you, but with me, but I promise that I do have one. And I work in my journal almost every day. There are some days where I say I'm going to get to it later and I and I don't, but it is my practice, my my practice, my ritual, my routine to journal every day. 
Somebody will say, well, what do you journal? I journal my intentions for the day. I, in, I journal the scriptures that God has spoken to me, the words of God that I feel have come into my heart. I journal ideas that I've gotten while in prayer or meditation. I journal good practices that I want to employ in my life. I journal bad qualities that I saw in something that I did or a behavior that I exemplified that I want to get rid of. I journal my feelings and my emotions. I journal ideas for my next book. I journal my schedule and my time. I journal how I want my day to go and what time I want to do this and what time I want to do that. I journal how I want to show up. I have an important meeting. Here's how I want to show up. Here's how I want to be as a leader. Now I don't do all of that every morning, but I do much of it. I journal all kinds of things, anything, my goals, the vision, my dreams, the amount of money that I want to have in the bank at the end of the year. Whatever's important to me, whatever I want to capture, I journal those things. I write those things down. Who I want to write a card to, who I need to phone, who I want to send some money to, how I want to, what kind of passion I want to have in my life. I journal my date night that I want to have with my husband. I journal what I'm grateful for. I journal the questions that I have about my life and about my fears and about my insecurities. I put it all down on paper. I present it to God. I let God talk to me through my journaling. I let me talk to me through my journaling. I find out some of the things I've been thinking about that I had no idea were weighing on me or that were in my mind. But when I started writing, my writing, it opened up and unleashed some thoughts that I had inside that I didn't know until I started writing it down. I started putting it in my journal. I have some great conversations with me. I unlocked the woman within by journaling. And I encourage you to do the same thing. So that's your homework. I want you to get a journal, make some tabs. Maybe sometime next week, I'll show you mine. It's thick. There's a lot of stuff in there. And um, hey, if anybody ever finds that journal, man, oh man, they're going to know a lot about me. (laughs) It's okay. My life's an open book. I don't care what you see, what you know, because you know what? I live right. I love right. Because I love God and he's working in my life. So I got nothing to hide. And I'll tell you what, it's a good feeling. It's a good way to live. All right. Hope this has helped you today. If you found some value in it, please like me, subscribe to me and share it with someone. If you do all that, I'd love for you to also write a review on Amazon for me. And in my closing commercial, you're here how to reach me. This is Don Scott Damon, your freedom coach, saying to you, it is indeed. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. Like us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and review us. And if you'd like to leave us a note, find us on the Freedom Girls Sisterhood Facebook page or any social media at Don Scott Damon. As always, live a fierce, full, and free life because it's freedom time.